Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good Risings. I'm Brian, and this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we're talking being alive. We got it started Monday with the human experience. Yesterday, we talked taking responsibility for our well-being. And today, we're getting to know you. Yesterday, we explored the idea that our well-being can be broken down into four categories. Physical, mental, relational, and spiritual. While all of these facets of health are intrinsically linked, any one person can be more advanced in some ways or pay closer attention in some ways while totally ignoring or lacking in others. Sometimes this inequity in well-being can be a result of our natural inclinations, hints at what's actually fulfilling us, and sometimes they can be a sign of blatant neglect. Part of sorting out our path forward is learning to differentiate between our wants and our needs. For example, Someone may not want to engage in fitness because they despise going to a gym, or maybe they just hate sweating. They may make the mistake of perceiving this lack of interest in fitness as a sign that it's just not for them. They'd be confusing a want with a need. Our bodies need fitness. Our minds need fitness. Physically strenuous exercise is absolutely foundational in our well-being. And regardless how much we don't want to take part, Regardless all the ways we try to convince ourselves we can or should avoid it, we'd be fooling ourselves. The same goes for the way we eat. We may love refined carbs, but we can't fool ourselves into believing that chips and salsa or pizza or french fries are foundational to our happiness, so we eat them every day. What we can do is negotiate boundaries and allow for a certain number of meals per month where we allow ourselves to indulge. We'll get into that a little bit more tomorrow. It's widely accepted by experts in each of the related fields that our needs are those we mentioned yesterday. As it pertains to physical well-being, our needs require that we cultivate safety. We develop and adhere to a healthy diet. We invest in our muscular strength and mobility. As it pertains to mental well-being, we actively engage in trauma work and mindfulness. We learn to set and maintain healthy boundaries and establish a practice of gratitude. In relational well-being, we seek out community or tribe. We fulfill a role. We develop and make clear our purpose. And we establish and maintain bonds. And in our spiritual well-being, we maintain a connection with the greater. In my case, this is a relationship with God, which I relate to as a higher omnipresent awareness. But in the case of someone who's agnostic or even atheist, This philosophical need might be in some ways fulfilled by their connection with nature, or their awe and wonder in all that is. Again, I'd also add adventure and creativity here, though they could easily fit in other categories. So, safety, diet, exercise, trauma work, mindfulness, healthy boundaries, gratitude, community, role, purpose, bonds, spirituality, adventure, and creativity. 
These are foundational. We can begin by exploring each of these subcategories one by one. In each case, we discern what practices or habits we have in place that are harming our growth and what we may already have in place that's helping us. Keep in mind, completely ignoring an aspect of our well-being would be considered a bad habit that's harming us. So we take a close look at how well we're doing. Maybe it even serves you to designate a grade between 1 and 10. We sort out what foundational aspects are healthy and which need help. So for example, in relational bonding, some people may examine their marriage, their husband or wife, and see that it's a foundational aspect of their life that's helping them grow. Some may see them as a roadblock to growth. Some more severe cases may find their relationship has reached an unsalvageable point, and the only path toward achieving fulfilling relational bonds is by going your separate ways, or finding those bonds elsewhere or in other iterations. Oftentimes, when we're starting from scratch, getting to know ourselves, or getting back in touch with our well-being, it can feel insurmountable. Sometimes we're so far removed from our own needs, we can't even get a sense of where we stand, where we might begin, or whether we're even capable of figuring it out. And when it comes to moving toward health, it requires that we first have a grasp of what health is. After all, how can we know that we're spiritually healthy if we've never experienced spiritual fulfillment? How can we know how to work through trauma if we haven't even sorted out what our traumas are? How can we know if we're eating a healthy diet if we don't know what foods are good for us? All of those thoughts are actually leading us toward our answer. If we've never been spiritually fulfilled, we're at square one. If we've never discerned our traumas and don't know where to start, we're at square one. If we don't know what kind of food is healthy for us, we're at square one. Two things here. First of all, this is a great awakening. This is the first step in the journey. Becoming aware of what we haven't yet learned is a beautiful moment. Second, every baby step is a victory. As we try and fail and try again, we're making progress. We've discerned an aspect of health that needs our attention, and so we set out to get the answers we need. We know we need to find spiritual fulfillment. We need to get to know what from our past is informing on the more negative perceptions in our present. And so we seek out professionals in these fields. We listen to podcasts, we read books, we go on adventures specific to these kinds of growth, we bring it up in conversation, we keep a journal of our thoughts and progress. We make this growth our destination. What's magnificent and sometimes surprising about this kind of journey is that in our search, we often accidentally grow. I'll wrap it up today by mentioning a few more things that might potentially hint at what needs attention in our lives. We can learn from what makes us nostalgic, What we miss about youth might be a sign of what we're lacking in our present. Things we regret are often signs of what's important to us foundationally. Throughout this process, we're sussing out the things we'd like to let go of and things we'd like to keep. Or as I like to say, aspects we'd like to grow toward and aspects we'd like to grow away from. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. We'll be back again tomorrow for day four of our week on Being Alive. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.